Good afternoon. Welcome to episode 26 of Stick to Sports. I am Sean Gentili from Sporting News. I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. And uh, yeah, this week, or this episode, we're just going to answer a bunch of listener questions because we promised we would do that. That's the reason why. Yep, it's 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 simple and it's easy, and we can just plow through a bunch of them. And it's and, very uh, fun. And it's fun because these are always so very good. We've picked out ten that we've gotten in the last like two weeks or so that we that we really like. So we're just gonna go with it. There are still many more in the hopper. We there are, say. there are, and as always, please continue to send more than that, even. But I just meant I mentally can't commit to answering thirty of these at a time. So we're so we're yeah, we're yeah. gonna save we're gonna save some for a future a future date. Yeah. Um, let's just get right into it here, right off the hopper. Uh, number one, RJ Umberger, number one fan at RJ Hamburger <laughs> asks, what's your favorite bad movie? That's not a cult classic for his badness, like the room. Uh, and then an addendum to that, a, a non ironic love of a bad movie. Yeah. Do you have a, what's yours? I well, so I really like bad romantic comedies. Like I, I find them endlessly enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, because they're just often so bad. And there's one. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. What? That's not quite what they're what he asked though. Like you can't just be like, oh, it's so bad. I loved it. No, that that can't be the main reason you like it. You have to you have to sincerely like something that you know, like intellectually is is dumb okay that 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 does change my answer then um like this this, this can't be something that, that that you just like laughing at because it's terrible that's like the premise right. of the question. sure um i've got one okay why don't the you first, go then? the first one i thought of right off the bat is dante's peak that's it's a, a volcano one. it's a volcano movie starring pierce brosnan uh where he's you know a volcanologist who's tasked with saving this small town from, or not, I mean, not really saving, just trying to save people in this small town from certain destruction. I, and I, if it were on right now, I would watch it. I would watch it in its entirety. It, sure. And it's, and it's object, like you can watch it. I objectively know that it's just, it's a, it's poorly made and, and ridiculous, but I don't know, man. I, I watched it when I was a kid and anytime it's on, I, I literally watch all of it, and that's that's always the first one I think of whenever whenever I think of bad movies that I still manage to like. Yeah. Um, I only saw it one time, and I was a child, so you know, like it was. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, so did I, and I was like, nope, that's that's good. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> and then it was on, and then I remember a couple years later, it was on Stars all the time. So so I would watch it. I would watch it on cable, and uh. Yeah, like I, I think I look back on it fondly enough. Where if it were on right now, I'd watch, I'd completely watch all of it. Yeah. Um, I will stick with my romantic comedy angle here because I really, I really do like romantic comedies. And there was one that I found weirdly endearing, even though, again, like objectively, it is not good, and it's, uh, it's. It stars Anna Faris, uh, like from before 
she was Anna Faris, but then they delayed it a few years until after she got famous, if that makes sense. Um, what is it called? Uh, I think it's called The List. I don't remember now. <sighs> it, hold on, folks. Uh, shit. What a terrible answer. It's a, oh, it's called What's Your Number? What's Your Number? It's not a terrible answer. It's a good, not good movie. Yeah, um, that's, I, oh man, that's, yeah, that, that looks bad. But, but the cast is so good. <laughs> and every, yeah. everybody's funny in it. And it's where she and Chris Pratt met. It, it was, so it's so she's in it. Pratt's in it. Pratt's Chris like Evan, in three scenes. Chris Evans is Chris in Evans it. Chris Evans is the other guy, though. Zachary Quinto's in it. Yes. Joel, Joel McHale's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's some there's stuff to like in it, but yeah. the premise is awful. <laughs> the premise is really really bad. I, it's crazy to me that that you actually have seen this at all. Oh yeah. I I again I'll watch. Like any romantic comedy, just about on like Netflix or HBO on demand or whatever. It's interesting. Like I, I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'd watch like any. Like I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch this at all, ever. But I, if it if, if it were on, if it were on, I chose it based imagine. on the cast. I was like, yeah. oh, I like all these I'm, people. Yeah, I'm not sure I would do that. But that's also not to say that I don't like quote unquote stupid romantic comedies either. Like crazy stupid love, oh, that was a yeah. that, that was, was a ridiculous, insane. ridiculous movie. But I, I it was it was delightful. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. Um, I did want to quickly mention the Gerard Butler uh, romantic comedy I almost went with before I got yelled at. Uh, called <laughs> it, it was called Playing for Keeps, in which he is a retired MLS player. Oh man. Who used to be married to Jessica Biel? Oh boy! And who it, and who throughout throughout the course of the movie sleeps with Catherine Zeta Jones, Uma Thurman, and Judy Greer because like he's their kids' youth soccer coach. It's three percent, three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, dude. It's amazing how not good this movie is. Witless, unfocused, and arguably misogynistic. Playing I don't for think Ke- there's any arguably about it. Yeah, that. it doesn't sound arguable. Playing for Keeps is a dispiriting, lowest common denominator Hollywood rom-com. Dude, so the best part of it is, like, all these women are just throwing themselves at him throughout the whole movie. And he's just like, well, I don't know what to do. I still like <laughs> I still like Jessica Biel. Jessica. Oh, oh, man. It's Yeah, this really is this bad. Is bad. I highly recommend anybody watch it. Dennis, for... Dennis Quaid's performance is getting particularly dumped on in, in these reviews that, that I'm looking at. I barely remembered that he was. I guess in he it. played he played like a father, or an ex husband, or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, see, this doesn't this doesn't seem like it. It could even this seems like it's just funny to laugh at. Like not yeah. anything, not not anything that you would argue would be would be good. Right. Yeah. It's more of a how did this get made kind of it's, a right. Movie. It's not it's not it's not good in spite of its like obvious textbook flaws it's right. just it's just a shitty movie that's fun to laugh at right um i would also say all of the fast and the furious movies well after they figured out that it was the whole premise was dumb anyway so like three on oh yeah 
those are very good bad movies that I unironically love. Oh yeah, I, I think the I think there's so much self awareness there that it's exactly at least by the filmmakers, maybe not by the all the all the actors. Vin, yeah. Certainly not Vin Diesel. No, certainly. I mean, he said I, he said eight's going to win an Oscar, and I hope he's right. I hope it wins Best Picture. It's unbelievable. I can't believe he said that, and everybody was just like, "Sounds good, Vin." I'm also a total sucker for like for like movies like comedies targeted at kids that came out when I was eight. Like I like I I could still watch all of those and enjoy them. Like I could watch, you know, Major Pain right now and <laughs> really enjoy it. Sure, I um when I was a kid, I had it like I had taped the Mario Brothers movie off. Oh, off, uh, off, like you know, my local cable station or whatever, and I watched that, you know, a dozen times at least. I remember being like disappointed in it. It's truly, it's really bad. Like it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, that's also that's a good episode of How Did It Get Made too. I, I don't remember that one, but I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure it's great because that movie is exquisitely terrible, baffling. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just remember being, like, very upset that Luigi just looked like a velociraptor from Jurassic Park. Or not Luigi, Jesus Christ. Yoshi. Yeah. Luigi yeah. looked like John Leguizamo. Yeah. I I was going to say, that's a... I don't... I think you're disrespecting John Leguizamo there. Yeah, I definitely was. That was a mistake by me. Uh, let's move on to the next one here. Along a somewhat similar line of thought. Uh, do you prefer from the Anderson at the Anderson fifty one? Do you prefer Arnold or Stallone? I'm not like super into either of them. Really? Yeah, I was never a huge fan of of. Uh, I don't know. I it's tough. I I think I think you kind of have to go Stallone because for the auteur angle. Or, or I no, I'm still on. My God, you got to go Arnold. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. Because I, the the only thing that the only thing that Stallone has ever done that's been watchable at all is a couple Rocky movies. Yes. And I don't know. Like I I wouldn't watch I wouldn't watch First Blood or any of the Rambo movies right now. No, they're not very good. I think I think First Blood had something to say, but didn't necessarily say it all that eloquently. Um, right. But yeah, no, I, I think I think if we're really being honest, there are two Rocky movies worth seeing, and one of them barely featured Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that that's kind of where I fall on Stallone. I, I, in in like in obviously you know both ter- the first two Terminators are. Are really good. Yep. Um, Predator. Kindergarten. Yeah, obviously Predator. All that stuff. But then, like, even just goofy stuff. Like, I love his goofy comedies. Yeah, like, Jingle like, all like, the way is hilarious in its yeah, terribleness. Obviously, it, right. And then, like, you have a movie like Kindergarten Cop that's actually kind of funny. Like, like for real, it's like a half decent. It's like a half decent movie. Yeah, I, I loved Kindergarten Cop when I was a kid. I think Kindergarten Cop is better. It's it's not on par with like Jingle All the Way and Junior in terms of like just 
insane. Like so so bad it's good. Like Kindergarten yeah. Cop is Kindergarten Cop's almost almost good. But like it's tough for me to it's really tough for me to think of like anything else that I've seen Stallone and that I've enjoyed. Stop or my mom will shoot. I liked. Um, well, I mean, like Tango and Cash is. Yeah. But I just love Kurt Russell so much that you know that 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 kind of factors into it a lot more than anything. Uh, yeah, there's a lot doing. of he's done a lot of really terrible, really terrible shit. Yeah. And and Arnold, you know, for all the for all the crap, there's a lot there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And it also also if you count pumping iron. Oh yeah, he's great. In I don't know. If you, I don't know if you really can, but no. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's him as like he's a ca- he's certainly playing a character in that movie. I think I don't. I, I think he was playing a lot of it up for. Okay, but like, I, but Twins, Total Recall, True Lies. Oh yeah, T- like, True Lies are... is awesome. True yeah. Lies is just flat out super great. Yeah, that's a that's a really good movie. But also like second tier stuff. Like I, I don't know. Last Action Hero was a dumb movie, but I would rather watch that than just second, about any Stallone movie. Pretty much any Stallone movie. Yeah. yeah, this is easier than I thought it was actually. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of Stallone in general. Uh, so yeah, I, I think both of us landing on Arnold makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is from Ryan at our formate. Um, and it is, what is the last acceptable age or reason to purchase a sports jersey? Hmm. I'm assuming we're, we're like, we're going to leave it like for yourself only, like not buying it as a gift for somebody or something like that. Yeah, that's obvious. I don't know. I, I can, I can imagine. Personally, I, I, I would not ever. Yeah, not, I'm out. Obviously, obviously, never again. But this is not just because of the work. It's like I haven't bought a jersey since I was in college. I, uh, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, like that shit is embarrassing to me. Like, you know, I, I went to I went to the WWE pay per view last night, and the number of dumbasses walking around in like Gronk jerseys. I was just like, Ugh. Uh, I I think that there's certain like extenuating circumstances where i would be okay i like i i think i think like it's it's easier to say now because throwbacks like aren't cool anymore like dudes don't wear jerseys anymore right but like when they were when they when it was trendy and and you know it was you could find like a cool you know pete maravich hawks jersey that like other people didn't have like i think that's I would be more it's it wasn't for me, but I, I could at least understand it. But now it's kinda like I mean basically if you're if you're like a thirty year old white dude in Pittsburgh, you should not be buying uh you know, an Antonio Brown jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like but if there's if there's certain there's certain other there's certain other reasons where where I can imagine doing it. If you know the person. <laughs> yeah, I mean even then though, like I would buy one to let's say hang up you know what i mean like put in a frame right. or something it's it's yeah it's tough i feel like it's like it's like one of those things where you shouldn't buy it i think a good rule of thumb is like you shouldn't buy a jersey of a person who's who's younger than you are sure i i would definitely agree with that i, I it's and that's and that's far above 
the standard that I would hold myself to, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I can like what I'm saying is like I, I can sort of imagine somebody wearing like a jersey of a player that they like grew up liking and, and only just got now. Like I, I. You could argue that to me and, I'm, and I might I might come around on it. Yeah, but like like we said, you know, I see people walking around in jerseys and I'm just like, who would do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, honestly, I I just look at these I people. I think if like, you have one, if you have one, it makes sense to wear it to a game. Like where, like if you, if you're, if you're a Penguins fan and you have, you know, a Crosby jersey, like fine, wear it to, wear it to the arena. I'm okay with that. I think I wouldn't like, again, not really down with like having Jersey collections or anything, but I think that's actually more the more, like more of the of the better question is like is there anywhere where you're down with somebody wearing a jersey other than to an actual sports game? Or, well, or, I'm not or, down or, with or, that for some adjacent thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm okay with people wearing jerseys to games, like whatever. Who am, I, who am I to judge? But well, I mean, on that level, you know, wear a jersey wherever you want because who am I to judge? But would I do it ever? It's, it's no. not the same. Like I, like I, I see people wearing Steelers jerseys to church, and I'm just like, what is, what is wrong with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The outside of that, like, like a game, maybe like you know, if your team makes the Super Bowl or something, and you're going to a Super Bowl party, a party or or something like that. But yeah, man, just just like rolling around. Because I, I also Pittsburgh and Boston specifically are they're Sports like ground sounds, they're yeah. they're ground zero for this. So so I both of us see people walking around in in patched jerseys and Steeler jerseys and whatever jerseys like constantly. And I, and I always kind of roll my eyes at it because I don't know. Yeah. It's corny. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely corny. Uh, the thing I I think I hate even more though, and it's certainly a big thing around here. Is the people in like the knockoff, not even knockoff, but like, you know, a, a shirt that says the North remembers and it's a Patriots logo because of, you know, how the NFL screwed the Patriots out of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, see, I, I like I like bootleg merch a hundred times more than jerseys. I, well, okay. That's 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 way more interesting to me than. Well, uh, uh, let me let me rephrase that. I see it when I see a person wearing that. I say to myself, "Look at what a dirtbag this human being is." Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like it's it's something that most people should grow out of, <laughs> and and it should happen, you know, at some point. Yeah. I would say in your early twenties. Yes. And then in in the instances that you do buy a jersey, I would say to like hold it to games or official kind of functions like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't just wear it around. You look like a you look like a clown. Yeah. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Don't shop in it. No. Like in much the same way I would caution against generally leaving your house in sweatpants. Uh I would caution against Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> Believe me, I own multiple pairs of sweatpants. You have you know, apart from going out on the porch to get my mail, I don't know that I've ever been outside in them. That is something. Disagree with you there. Fair enough. Uh, our next question is from our buddy Jeff Israel. He asks, how much would you pay for Prices Right tickets if you were guaranteed to be chosen? 
thousand dollars. Interesting. Interesting. I might go a little lower than that, but like if you, because I'm I'm, because I'm rich. Yeah, of course. No, no. What I'm saying, I you got to look at it as value proposition. You're paying. No, 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 no. I don't look at it as a value proposition at all. Okay. I'd pay a thousand dollars just to get on contestants row. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. That'd be worth it. That'd be worth a thousand dollars to me. Yeah, I might go a little less than that, but I, I'd be in that ballpark for sure. So I, I'm assuming this just is guaranteed to get you on contestant row, not that's, necessarily to get you into a pricing game. Oh, well, just to get you into a pricing game that... Okay, let's go by layer. Just to get in contestant row. Let's say you, you said 1000 I'll say like 800 <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with 1000 Yeah. Great. But... Then to, like, you win on Contestant's Row. You're guaranteed to win on Contestant's Row. That comes with a prize, but then you get to play a pricing game. What is your what is your bid for that? Uh, $2,000. Are we just going to go up like that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I would pay a lot, man. I would pay a lot of money. I'd, I'd definitely pay... Like fifteen hundred to to play, you know, a random pricing game for sure. Um, I think I I think I would because <sighs> they're going to hook you up on that pricing game if you're any good at it at all. I think if yeah, I I think I'd I think I'd pay it two thousand dollars. I okay. do. Big wheel. <laughs> Ten grand? No, I don't know. Um. No, I, I would, because if you get on, if you play a pricing game, you automatically get get to do the big wheel. Oh, oh, that's true, huh? Okay, never mind. Scratch that. Showcase showdown. That is tough. See, now this is when you start getting into value propositions. That's what I'm saying. Because like, you, so you, I would flat. I, like if I if I paid a grand and got marooned on on contestants row, I would still be okay. Like yeah, I would, you were on I would TV still say a bunch this of times. Yeah, sure. Um, to play in the in the showcase showdown, I will we'll just say I'll just say three grand. I'd I'd probably go a little higher than that. Maybe because, higher. Yeah, because I because I I think because I could, you're gonna get. Let's say six fifty on your prize in contestants row. Probably another like two grand yeah. on your on your pricing game at least. That's if you don't like win a car, and then you know t- to get the showcase yeah. showdown, which is going to be at least like fifteen grand. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go thirty five hundred, Alex. Yeah, I mean, assuming you win, you win the pricing game. You win the contestants row. You win the pricing game. Yeah. Uh, so we're back at zero. <laughs> this is why I don't gamble, by the way. <laughs> I would say to get to, to to get to. Oh man, it would be. It would probably be close to five grand for me. <laughs> wow. Okay, there you go. Joke's on us, though. You get stuck with the taxes after. True. Uh, next question is. For I would me. just. I would just take. I would take cash value for everything. Yeah. I I, I. I. I was talking about that like when we went to Prices Right Live. Uh, 
Like, I, I, like if I if I won a pricing game, there's unless it was a car, there's a pretty good chance I would just take I would just take cash value for it. Yeah, I, I would I based on what I have seen of the prizes on Prices Right, there you know eighty percent chance that I'm just taking cash value instead because I don't have a lot of need for like a washer and dryer or whatever in my apartment. Right. No, and I, and I and I can just do that to you know count towards paying way too much to get on the showcase showdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It all adds up for you. Um, okay, so next question from Curtis Neeson at Curtis34 is, if you could go back and personally witness one game or sporting event live, what would it be? Oof. Probably Game 7 of the 1960 World Series, the Bill Mazeroski home run yeah. at, at Forbes Field versus the New York Yankees. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I, I went to high school right by, right by old, where Forbes Field was, you know, um, and that's just one of those things. That's one of those moments that's like, so it, it, I grew up, it was such a big part of, it's such a big part of the sports culture of, of the city I grew up in, but there's also like not a lot of, like there's, there's obviously tape there's tape of it but you know it's not something you can really watch necessarily right um yeah and it's it's just such a it's such a huge deal for and it was for me growing up and it's just such a such an historic part of of uh of the city i grew up in yeah it's that's definitely the first one that comes to mind uh the one that that originally came to mind for me is going to the 1936 Olympics in Berlin and watching Jesse Owens obliterate yeah, everybody. Yeah, holy hell. That's that's actually awesome. I wish I would have I yeah. I didn't I didn't actually see that movie. That. But No, I didn't either. But like, you know, the whole like Nazi Superman blah 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 and then he just goes to Munich and fucking humiliates Hitler like in Munich. No, that's that's really that's really great. That's a really great one. Also, something like Will Chamberlain's hundred point game because oh, there's yeah. literally there's no like tape. no record of that at all. Right. Um. Man, the the Jesse Owens Olympics is that's a tough that's a tough one to beat, man. Yeah, I'm really, you know, I, that one was the one that came to mind immediately. And then, other than the Miracle on Ice, cause just oh, because I'm sure. trying, I'm trying to think about that, but like I, I don't. That's not that's not my answer, but for some reason my mind goes yeah, always that, goes there. I mean that's in the top three for sure. It's it's very close, but I I don't think I don't think I would pick that when push came to shove. Yeah. Um. Anything else? I don't know. One of the one of the like really great Jor- like the Jordan flu game yes. would have been amazing to go to. See, like I. Re- I remember the flu game. I remember the flu game really, yes. really well. I remember where I was when I watched it. I remember who I was with when I watched it. Like that, that was my memory of that is vivid enough that I'm okay. Sure. Like maybe, like maybe the '85 slam dunk competition. Uh, I like if you're talking about Jordan related things. I mean, like or that not '85, '88. The the one with the one with when he went head to head, head to head, basically with Dominique Wilkins, I yeah. would, uh, that would, that would be cool. Um, if we're talking about Jordan stuff, 
You know what? You know what would be a good one. Uh, I think we like, talked we talked about it before on the show, but the 1904 Olympic marathon. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, because I mean, that that was just, so bananas. just to watch just to watch people collapse from being poisoned and yeah, and also there's a pretty good chance you, you place in the top ten if you just show up. As I've as I've said, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that I could uh, pretty sure that that you know I'd be a gold medalist, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is cool though. I it's a that's a fun question. That's something I've thought about a lot too. Yeah, uh, but the Kennedy the assassination. Oh. Yeah, it's my favorite sporting event. It was a great display of riflery at the biathlon, the 1963 Dallas. One of one of one of the greatest shows of riflery in in human history. Yeah, by multiple shooters. Get it? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure how to pronounce this next question. Ask her his name, but. I think it's John Ron Camp, maybe, and it's at John Ron Camp. So you try to figure it out. Uh, would you rather watch the same movie or listen to the same album for the rest of your life? Probably listen to the same album. Agreed. Um, because it would it would be way tougher for me to not ever watch a different movie than it would be for me to not listen to another album. I just think of it... And I would get more enjoyment out of listening to one album. Yes, that, that's what I think. Um, because I've definitely listened to the same... Like, you know, certain albums literally like hundreds and hundreds of times. I think I've probably sure. seen the same movie... Like one movie in the triple digits, and that's Jurassic Park for yes. reasons we've discussed. Sweet. We know. But like... Yeah, I've definitely listened to dozens or even more albums like that many it would, times. At least. It would suck. It would suck to not to not be able to consume like new albums or new movies. But I think I would have more of a problem never watching another movie. Yeah, absolutely. There's only so, for some reason there's only so much you can get out of a movie versus a record. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we're on the same page with that one too. All right, the next one. From uh, Ned Beliveau, at the Ned Beliveau, would you rather have to grow a gaudy mustache or an intense mullet for a year? Mustache. Mustache, exactly, yeah. Um, especially because as a balding gentleman, I don't want to uh, walk around looking like Al McGinnis. Or <laughs> yeah, that, that, would be, that would be the bad. The skull is a bad look. Um, here's, here's what else. As far as like people with mullets in 2016 is, is concerned, also, um, take a look at Mike Gundy. If people don't, if people haven't seen him, he's the still the football coach at Ohio State. Still the I'm a man, I'm 40 guy, and he has hair like a dickhead right now. Like it's, it's just, incredibly bad. Yes, I, I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe he he looks like that. And I'm not really sure what the thought process is behind it, honestly. But uh, I mentally like could not could not do that. I couldn't look at myself if, if I if I had hair like that. Yeah, it's bad. And not that I've and not that I've never not that I've never like just had a mustache because I, other than for like real brief like jokey amounts of time, I haven't. Like I've always it's always been paired with a beard. 
But like, I've had times where I've like shaved down the beard like to closer to stubble and kept like the full mustache. Yeah, like I've done that before, and it doesn't. I I don't have a like. It looks fine, relatively speaking. Especially and especially when when you're going in relation to a mullet. To be fair, so, this says gaudy mustache, but like I, you know, I, I'm not like even if we're saying I don't know like, what, the, like I, the Hulk Hogan. I Fu Manchu, yeah. like, like I don't know that fine. it's never like based on the mustache that I have right now. I mean, it's like not gonna get much gaudier. Like I, it's pretty thick, and, and but for for me, but it's not gonna get. I'm never gonna look like you know, <laughs> like Sam Elliott or something, right? Yeah, I, I feel like if I really let my mustache go, it could get to that level of bushiness um, mm-hmm. because it it definitely grows in a lot faster than my beard does, like, by yeah. a lot. So I think if I really let it get out of control, it would look insane. Uh, I grew up with an uncle who had, like, a literally gigantic, you almost couldn't see his mouth mustache. Yeah. So, like, I you know... I I have a uh, I have like a basis for what I'm thinking of as a gaudy mustache, and yeah, I would much rather have that. Than to a me, mullet. to me, like to me, like a gaudy mustache would be like a thinner mustache. Oh like, sure, You're like a John Waters. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that would be very tough for me to justify. Um, I, a I, thing that I really don't like with like beards in general is when they're too groomed looking it's Hmm. like brother who are you trying to impress here like this is awful yeah yeah i it would be tough for me to deal with you know or not even and not even like john like john waters obviously it'd be ridiculous to have a john waters mustache but like but like a cop mustache is even what i'm talking about like like something something that's just like you know trimmed at the at the corners that just covers your top lip yeah like a paul like a paul blart mustache sure that would be terrible. Yeah, I, I remember reading, like, you know, uh, Vince Gilligan when he was talking about how they came up with what Walt was going to look like. They were just like, yeah, the mustache we gave him was the most, like, emasculating. Yeah, emasculating. Kind of I, I, I remember, I, I read that too. Like, he referred to it as emasculating because it, it is. It's just like this sad, droopy kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what I think of when I think of, like, even a cop mustache is that kind of a a gimmick right so exactly so i i like i guess what i'm saying is i i would much rather just keep like keep like a full stash like going down to you know past your mouth like all that stuff like yeah. I, i'd be I, I could easily 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 deal with that but to yeah so if, if that's on the table honestly like i i can't i can't do a mullet so whatever whatever mustache is on the table i'm probably i'm probably gonna take yeah i agree uh, next up is our buddy Corey, uh, at, uh, Corey, I don't know how to pronounce this actually, but it's Massasac, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I nailed it. Bingo. Uh, at C Massasac 22, which location in the Star Wars galaxy would you most like to live in, and which would you most like to visit on vacation? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like you maybe have a strong opinion about this immediately. Oh, I don't know, Sean. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course I do. Um, I think for where I would like to live, 
is... Coruscant, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say maybe Naboo. Naboo seems like it's got a nice climate to it. Um, as, a, as a person who prefers cities, I, I think Coruscant would be, a, would be a nice... Well, it's a whole planet that's a city. It's a planet that's a city. That's... Uh, yeah. Um, Bespin? Mm. Maybe. Well, I mean, then you're just in a cloud that's city. A, that's a cloud city. That's a cloud city planet. I understand. It, it, it looked cool. They're mining spices on the surface. <laughs> um, I, I first off, my my answer, my answer is Coruscant. Like that's. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the planet that they had the base on in Episode Seven? What the, do you mean? The, the green, where they had the like where they the, had the battle. What battle? The big the big battle in in episode seven. Oh, the one that Maz Kanata lived on. Yeah, I don't know that they said, and I haven't really read too much of the uh, the literature. I, I think I would vacation there. That place looks awesome. It seemed pretty nice. Along similar lines, you know what else seems like it would be really nice if there weren't a giant battle going on there is the beach planet from Rogue One. Yep that that place looks cool. Um, but even it, now. I almost said Endor, but we know, of course, that's a forest moon. That's not a planet. I think Naboo is definitely... Naboo seems very nice. If Naboo is not, like... If it's not the top of the where to live, it's... I think I think Naboo is close... It's, it's towards the top of both lists. Yeah. Like, I would probably put it at either... It's definitely second behind Coruscant. Um, not a Tatooine fan. No, Tatooine seems like a hellhole. Yeah, that just looks like it seems like living in, you know, Nebraska to me or something. I bet it's a lot worse than that. Right, hell, uh, Nebraska. Owen and Beru were literally hell. moisture farmers. Like that, was, it wasn't going well for them. Like, or, more like. It, like Dust Bowl, Oklahoma. That's like kind of what yeah, what I yeah, what yeah. I imagine. Like, which is that's not somewhere I, I want to live. Plus, sand people. Nebraska's Nebraska's nice. I, I don't I don't know why I said that. They march Endor in. would it'd be cool to chill in Endor. Moon, not a planet. We already established. Wow. Yeah, it's fair. You got me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. Wonder what was going on on Yavin. Remember Yavin? Uh, the, oh, with I, I bet that was I bet that place was was pretty chill because that's yeah. that's that's where the that's where the rebels were hanging out beforehand. Right, but like wh- I don't think we ever really explored what was going on on the surface of Yavin. I have a feeling I think we might see this at some point soon. Ooh, wouldn't that be so interesting? Yeah. All right. So that that's. I'll- it looks like Alderan, our answers. Alderan, I, I would have liked to have seen what that was like. Well, there I mean, I, people. Well, I no guess evidence. it kind of pops up in the prequels. Actually, I take that back. Yeah. Um. Man, and anyways, we're we're in the way weeds here. It's with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Next question is from Ryan Gurney at rgurney23, and he asks if you were an elite athlete and had the choice. Which sport, team, and position would you choose? Oh, that's great. 
Um, MLB closers probably on the list. Oh yeah. I'm going to say this though. If you're going to go relief pitcher, you want to be a middle reliever. Like, like the seventh inning guy. Oh yeah. No, I, I, yes. Because if you, because if you fuck up, you know, maybe they bail you out. If you're right. a, if you're a closer, everybody notices. And you're and you're guaranteed to. Okay, well, our first off, we talked about this before. Like, like it would would it be great to be like the last guy on an NBA bench or like? Well, this says elite athlete, specialist reliever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, to me, the the question implies that like you'd be you're a, a very superstar. Important... Yeah, that you'd be a really important part of the team. Like, yes. and that's I mean, you're not going to be. Kent Bazemore or uh, fair enough. I I see what you're saying there. Because um, that's still that that remains that's like the perfect occupation for me as far as I'm concerned. Other than other than first uh, first gentleman or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those are my top two. My that I, actually when I took that career placement uh, test in in high school that you know they they make you take my mm-hmm. top two choices were. I, well, t- top three was um, number one was first gentleman, number two was twelfth man on an NBA team, and number three was drug counselor. Wow. <laughs> no joke. What are the odds? No joke. My actual number one on that was electrician. I have never that's had an interest. I've never taken like any sort of a a class in this kind of thing. Yeah. No, mine mine was actually mine was actually drug counselor. Uh, yeah, I, I assumed, but which I that's not I'm not a I'm not a drug person, but <laughs> I would not I would not make a good drug counselor. Yeah, because I'd just I, be like, whatever, bro, <laughs> do do, I, do what's I up knew with that, you. I knew that I knew that when I was 16. This isn't this isn't gonna work. Yeah, I, I've never been a super drug person, but I have also always been kind of like, yeah, I guess, man, do whatever, it's fine. And we have uh, we have on the ballot here in Massachusetts. We have uh, legalized weed coming up. Uh, question four on, on November eighth, and I will be voting yes. You would have, of course. There's no reason not to. Well, um, I mean, uh, all the ads here are like weed kills. Yeah, uh, my, I'm a my I'm a former cop's wife, but my husband was killed by a weed maniac and that kind of thing. <laughs> Like so that that's what we're getting here. We we have um they want to open another casino in Massachusetts. Nobody really cares about that one way or the other. Uh they want to open more charter schools. A bunch of people care about that. Uh what's the other one? Oh, they want to like make it so that animals can't be kept in cruel like cruel conditions and a bunch of people are like it's actually bad that we would try to make their living situation less cruel so we shouldn't do it and then weed is the last one yes to all <laughs> just say yes okay back to the back yeah. to the actual question um mlb closer i would like to be like an elite sixth man on an nba team yeah like, sure like Manu Ginobili or Jamal Crawford or like the guy that comes off the bench and immediately 
you know, gets stuff started and gets recognized as such. Like, I, I think that's a cool, a cool kind of thing to, to be able to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, NFL wide receiver. <laughs> I got to pick one from there. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go every sport. Basketball. I, I think I would agree with you. Um, I don't want to be like LeBron, but like being Manu Ginobili, who's not a Hall of Famer, but like Hall of Very Good for sure. I think he he might be a Hall of Famer. Well, anyways, yeah, even in furtherance of the point. Um, but yeah, so for that, for baseball, give me like, you know, thirty home run a year DH. That'd be cool. Just that'd be cool. Just sit on your ass for nine innings. Yeah. Get up every. 45 minutes, knock a ball out of mm-hmm. the park, walk around the bases, have a seat. I'm, I'm on board with most of that, yep. Uh, football, give me... I'll be an elite quarterback, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, you know what, I even more than that, I want to be like the best kicker in the NFL. Yeah, that it. well, yeah, that's true, like an elite kicker. Yeah. And uh, what am I missing? Oh, hockey. I guess I would want to be. Give me a number two defenseman, like a really would, good number I, two. I would defenseman. say I would say like a really good defenseman who is viewed as a power play quarterback. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's great. I'm trying to think of. Not like just a not like a Norris guy necessarily, but just like some guy who you know can. No, you're gonna you're gonna make five seventy five a year. Yep. Like I'm thinking of like you want to be Matt Niskanen basically. I, I'm thinking of yeah. I'm thinking of like later in his career, Sergey Gonchar. Oh yeah. Even though he was pretty, he was he's very he was good right was, up until he re- like the last year before he retired. But he also was not like a top two or three defensemen I got overall, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, no, but right. I, yeah, I, that, I think that's that a good, year. I think that's a good one. Um, in soccer, make me a goalie, a really good goalie. A lot of standing I, around. I don't have to run around a bunch. I like that. And no one really knows whether you're good or not. <laughs> it's tough to say. Well, they uh, you get they, a lot of you. You get a lot of. Seems like goalies get a lot. Like people just they get. Not that there's excuses made for them, but like people are always like, "Yeah, what are they going to do?" It was a great shot. Right? Yeah, you just go. Uh, well, they shot a ball the size of a guy's head into a goal the size of a bus. So, right. I guess he's yeah. fine. Teammates hung him out to dry. It was a great shot. Blah blah blah. So I, I, I feel like you could. You could weasel your way into convincing people that you're better than you actually are. Yeah, exactly. like like a goalie on a good team. I don't I don't even mean like like a good goalie, just like a goalie. Sure, on a good yeah, you're just the goalie for like Real Madrid, and and yeah. you're fine forever. Right, you win most games four to one, four nothing. Sounds good. <laughs> uh okay. Um, and our final question here is from Austin. At blank C3, and he says, would you rather be slightly too warm or slightly too cold for the rest of your life? Too cold. 
It's easier to get warm than it is to get cool. No, but you're you're. This, I, I I'm reading this as regardless of all other conditions, you either feel a little too cold or a little too warm. Still, I would still say a little too cold. I think I would lean a little too warm. So you're just like, there's nothing you can do. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to wear a cardigan all the time. No, that that's what I'm saying is my reading of this. Yeah, I know. Is your is you think that's not like that a cardigan has no effect on your body? It has no effect on on your on your temperature. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. You're, you're running that, at 96 at all times, and I'm running at like 99 and a half. As someone who runs pretty hot, I would I would much rather I would much rather be be cold. <laughs> okay, I run pretty cold. The grass, so the grass is, grass always, is, the grass is always green. I think that's what we learned with this question. <laughs> I as a person who is until it's like ninety degrees, I'm like a little cooler than the average person. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, like the idea of being a sweaty person is horrifying to me. I'm not one, thankfully. Um. I'm not a I'm not a sweater either, but I would say that I that yeah it's definitely easier for me to war- I don't know it's easier for me to warm up than cool down yeah okay well I guess that's that question like answer. like here's a here's a great example like I I realize like objectively my bedroom right now is is probably it's probably cold I haven't turned on the heat in my apartment yet um and remember how much I was just complaining constantly about how hot it was up here mm-hmm. until like September. Yeah. I mean part of that is because as I live in a poorly in- I live in a poorly insulated house, but part of it is because like I just kind of tend towards being hot. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I I get it, man. That all that all checks out. Like it's just something to think about though. Yep. Real really <laughs> considering other people's points of view. Do you want to get through a couple other ones so we get like right up to an hour, or do you just oh, want to call? Oh sure, it? oh sure. I want this to be less than an hour. I psychologically want to look down and see that it's at fifty nine minutes or whatever. All right, let's uh, let's go with one more then. Uh, Michael Foist at Michael J Foist asks: When you <laughs> picture a sandwich, I hope that's the... his real. I, I excuse me. I hope that's his real name, My, Michael J Foist. <laughs> it would be good if it was, but I bet. I bet he's fibbing for joke purposes. Uh, his question is, when you picture a sandwich, what is the sandwich you imagine in your head? Didn't we answer? We talked about this one already. I think you and I talked about it. I don't know if we... Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm diligent about unfavoriting things that we haven't said. No, we... Yeah, we definitely talked about it individually. What? What's your answer? Uh, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I would say that, or for, or for a Reuben for some reason. Really? Uh, yeah. For for me, the the other one that I picture after a PB and J is like a ridiculously overpacked turkey sandwich. Yeah. Like a really thick turkey sandwich. Yeah, club, turkey club. Oh sure, who doesn't like a turkey club? <laughs> I feel like this is some. This was like maybe a kind of trap to get us to talk about the stupid hot dog question. What hot dog question? Well, exactly. it's a sandwich. Yeah. Oh well, I mean it. It isn't one. No, it's not. 
So there you go. We're done talking about it. Congratulations, everybody. It's a hot dog. I, it drives me crazy that like people are. I, I still. It's it's so hacky to, to even talk about that, and I can't believe that it's even brought up anymore. Yeah. But it actually. But it actually does bother me. Like it's I the Harambe it, of sandwich questions. It does. I mean, like, yes. I'm but, I've been but, so but, done. But with I it. also. But I also get pissed. I still get pissed off when I see people just like offhandedly use it as a punchline. And they're like, "Oh, by the way, a hot dog's a sandwich." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool, a bro, not fu- thanks." I'm like, "I'm like, yo, that's not funny anymore." A and B, it's also not a fucking sandwich. No, it's a hot of course dog. it isn't. Uh, did I did I tell you this? Uh, so when I went to New York a couple of months ago, I went to the mu- the Museum of Natural History with Jesse with our friend Jesse Specter and his mm-hmm. daughter. And as we were leaving, there's like a, a hot dog cart out front, and Jesse jokingly told Alice that Jesse, he, Jesse is I, I love Jesse like a brother, but he is ground zero for the for, for the hot dog sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. So he said it to Alice, and and I told Alice that of course a hot dog was not a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got to do it. Like like and, those are the times. The, those are the times where you have to. You, yeah. You got to step in. So, um. So Alice is like, why not? Because you know she she was raised in a house where you just you know it's a given that that a hot dog is a sandwich, and I told her because it's not two pieces of bread, Alice. Think about it, and I don't know if she thought about it or I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if she thought about it. It's on a test bun, and also some things are just their own things. Yes, don't be a pedant about about things. Like it, it's it's the most like overly see like now you can tell I'm getting I'm getting yeah, mad you're about steamed, not on like a hot not, dog, it's not <laughs> or grilled. I'm a, uh, I'm a grilled enjoyer myself. When I was definitely. growing up, my dad would make boiled hot dogs. My mom, I remember my mom back in the day would, would boil them too, like in a pinch for sure. Yeah, every like Saturday nights if my mom wasn't home, my dad would make hot dogs and uh, baked beans. My mom, yeah, my mom was was very. My mom did a great job of like always cooking things and always like making dinner, and she was always great. I was very spoiled growing up in in that way. But you know, sometimes you're a kid and you just want something. You want, you know, you want hot dogs and macaroni and cheese or whatever sure. shit like that. And my mom, I do remember. I remember her boiling like boiling the the, the hot dogs, which is very odd to me in hindsight. Yeah. Oh, oh, so to finish my story, uh, Sorry. no, that's fine. Uh, like two months later, Jesse texted me because Alice told her mom while Jesse was like at work, Yes. Alice tells her mom, tell Ryan, this hot dog is a sandwich now because it uh, had like the bun had broken the, into the two pieces. The bun came apart. Oh my God. That's so great. And she's a, she's a genius. What a smart, what a smart, what a great smart little girl. Little girl. But she told her mom that her mom was not there for this event. She has no idea who I am, right? So, so she texts Jesse like, "Who Who's is Ryan? this guy?" Yeah. And Alice had said it's Daddy's friend, and so she she said, "Tell tell him Alice said that." And I said, "Thank you, Alice, for carrying the true spirit of what a hot yeah. dog is and is not in your heart." For like months as a three-year-old or however old she is. Kids are are amazing. Speaking of that, I need to go give out Halloween candy. Okay, well, we're at 55 and a half minutes, so that seems like as good a place as any to call it quits. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah, so thank you for listening to another episode. We'll have one later this week.
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, probably sometime after the election, we will not have an election day special. Correct. So, we will not. So tough nuggies, everybody who wanted to hear our thoughts on Evan McMullen winning Utah. Yep. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> it's totally going to happen. Yeah. So that'll do it for us. Thank you for listening. Keep sending all your wonderful questions. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. So goodbye, right. everyone. See you guys later. Bye.